Indie, local, new, rock. It's Dunk with Lunchbox and Promo Brady. 97.5 KMOD. Thank you for joining our growing community of music lovers. Hey, this is Lunchbox. You'll hear from my co-host, Promo Brady, a little later on in the episode. This is a place where we'd like to turn you on to some new music, some stuff that you might not have heard of. Hey, it's a two-way street, though. If you have any artist recommendations, I want to hear them. Write a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and include your recommendations there. We're easy to access. iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and of course, the iHeartRadio app. We're one of the featured podcasts there. You just go to the podcast tab, click on the music section, and you'll find the Dumpcast right there. Holding out for an iHeartRadio Podcast Awards nomination for next year, maybe? Plug in on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash 97.5dump, and on Twitter at 97.5dump. Upcoming weeks, you'll hear from bands like Light the Torch and Savage After Midnight. This week, we have Daniel Carey, lead vocalist of the band Royal Tusk, another solid band out of Canada. We had a bit of a cellular problem during this one. He was driving through the deep abyss that is New Orleans area, just wreaking havoc on her cell phone connection. We touched on their new song, Aftermath, and new album, Tusk 2. Hear the full conversation with Daniel from Royal Tusk right now on episode 89 of the Dumpcast. Yo, man, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, good. We're, just, uh, we're just on the road right now. Okay, so, so you're on the road with uh, Like a Storm, right? Yeah, Like a Storm and uh, Afterlife is opening. So how's that going? Oh, deadly. You know, we just, all, all it makes us think is we wish we got down to the States sooner. Now, how is touring in the States different from touring in Canada? Because we talked to every right. single Canadian band so far, which we love to death. They're like, they tell us all these stories about how horrible is it traveling in Canada, but how crazy it is traveling in the States. <laughs> uh, sorry, which band was that? Uh, Monster Truck, The Glorious Sons. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> uh, oh, hell yeah. yeah we're actually doing uh, uh, Europe and uh, mainland Europe in the UK with Monster Truck this year. Those guys are awesome. They're so cool. But yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's dangerous up there. Um, every drive is a mammoth. Like you got to drive a long way to each city and uh, often the roads are really icy. And so it's, uh, there's a lot of white knuckling going on. Uh, it's, um, so, you know, when we get down here in the, in the warm climate, we definitely um, appreciate it. I bet you guys are getting hard or hit hard with the uh, the Arctic blast of up north, right? Like in the, uh, yeah. the Canadian area. Well, I hear. I mean, it's not, you know we got down here soon enough that we missed it, but um, I feel bad for my friends at home. That's for sure. Well, let's talk about your debut uh, EP. I was listening to a lot of that uh, this past week. Uh, released back in 2014, Mountain. Uh, my favorite song on it was uh, "Shadow of Love." Uh, talk about the meaning behind that song. Oh, wow. You're going way back. Yeah. Way back. Hey, I was researching you guys. I, I'm I'm a huge fan. I, I, I love you guys' work. Oh, wow. No one has asked me that in a long time. Um, yeah, we, we knew that was a good song when we wrote it. We could just feel it. And um, the lyrics came really naturally, too. Uh, I think I think what we were kind of describing is when you have a, when you have a thought in your mind that you can't get out, it kind of follows you around like a shadow. Yeah. And it, in that case, it, it's a girl. And I think that was the motivation. That yeah. song, a specific person. As many songs are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're not reinventing the wheel. No. Without women, there would be no music. Right. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so uh, fast forward to uh, your latest release, uh, Touch 2. How have you guys grown as artists, you would say? Oh, well, um, you know, from, like you mentioned, now the EP, we've, from that band, now uh, three members are gone, two different members are here. Yeah. So basically it's turned from a band of five to a band of four with two of the original members. But the cool thing is, as we've got to know the guys through, um, I guess, through Deal Breaker, um, we really became a new band in itself. And, and, and even though Tusk sounds like Tusk, you can definitely hear that Tusk 2 is is in a way a, a new thing as well. And uh, that's kind of the fun thing while we're on tour. It, it feels like a brand new project. It's uh, It's been really exciting. Yeah, with this album, you guys sound a lot heavier than your previous work. So is it a part of because you have new members, because the writing's different, or it just evolves that way naturally? Yeah, well, you know, I think, I think a bit of both. Um, I think we all feel most confident playing heavier music, and I wouldn't doubt that next record's going to be even a little crazier. Um, um, we, you know, every time we were getting on stage playing uh, songs off Deal Breaker on tour, all the heavier songs we just loved playing. So naturally, when we got into the writing studio, it became time to just uh, we had we had most fun with with, with like heavy riffs. Well, I like the uh, the subject matter behind your song Aftermath. Uh, and oh, I really cool. spent some time with that song. I did, yeah, big fan of that. Uh, now, the what I gathered from the the meaning of that song is is kind of like you know society is desensitized to all the violence that's uh, that they're consuming on a, a daily basis. Am I understanding that song right? Yeah, man, exactly. Like, uh, I'm not, we're not here to preach or anything like that. But um, it was just a question that needed to be asked. Like, are, are we? Are we? It's not so much like I mean the violence in video games or on TV or on the news. I mean, it might just be there, and that's the way it is. But more of the question is like, how do we deal with these things? Is are we like I think there's a, a epidemic of apathy in our culture, and uh, and it's just kind of posing the question: like, are, are we cool with this? Are we you know are we are we just going to sit back and, and and watch this all happen and say this is the new version of us? Yeah, I, you know, I would agree. With every generation, I feel like it pushes the envelope a little bit. And, uh, you know, Brady and I are yeah. parents and everything. So, um, you know, on our end, like dealing with it from a parenting standpoint, I never thought I would get to this point, Brady. But, uh, but yeah, almost like sheltering your kid. You can't shelter him too much. No. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's like... You you have to kind of police it to uh, to some extent because there is like you know the subject matter that comes into your household is you know kind of alarming. I feel like. Oh, you're breaking up on us. Yeah, you're breaking up. Did we lose you? Yeah, I, I, you guys are clear now. How's it sounding? Well, I was just talking, you know, basically like the uh, the video games these days, I think is what, uh, you know, strikes me is like, they're so lifelike, you know? <laughs> Am I sounding totally. too old? You sound like too old, man. <laughs> oh, come I'm on. not going to blame a video game or music for violence. Violence is always going to be violence. Yeah. I think it comes down to like, yeah, yeah. it's, it, we're, we're seeing more of it because of social media and how fast we get our information now. Like there's always been crime. There's always been murder since day one with Adam yeah. and Eve, but mm-hmm. now that we have social media and Facebook and Twitter, we get information in an like instance. Yeah. We know what's going on around the world in seconds. Yes. We just get so bombarded with it because everybody can see it now other than back in the day where yeah. you just saw it on the 10 o'clock news, but it was right. like three weeks later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, and that was it, and now it's, it's every second, so it's almost like sensory overload, isn't it? 
Yeah. And it yeah. comes to a point to like, I see where you say, are we okay with this? Like we go to bed knowing that three, th- like three people died in, um, in a robbery the other day. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm yeah. going to bed. I can sleep at night. It's like, was that okay? I mean, should I feel bad about that? Yeah. Is it ever going to stop? No, you, Will it go that's away? Exactly it. it. That's what I sound so confusing. You know, I'd, I'd wake up in the morning and think like, like, a, uh, you know, I'll be breaking up on us again. Yeah. Did we lose you? Up, ah. up. Oh, oh, now you're gone. No, he's going T-Mobile because that's what I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> <laughs> He'll call back. There he there is. is. Hey, we lost you. Hey, now you're back. Hey, there you hey, go. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you, dudes, but I, I don't know what was happening there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't get anything you said. So if you were talking, you got to repeat it for us yeah. now. I'm sorry, man. Hey. Oh, that, that's okay. Uh, I think you guys were right on the money. So what you what, what you were speaking of, and uh, and and you kind of reiterated, like, am I am I supposed to feel bad about these things that I'm disconnected with? And that was a big question. You know, it's like how. <laughs> how do we show a remorse or how do we even help affect a scenario? And that, I think there's a lot of frustration in that song. Yeah. And I love Brady's point. Like, you know, these, obviously, you know, like violence and, and murders and, you know, all this stuff has been happening over time. But uh, with the resources that we have these days, it is like right in front of you nonstop, you know? So you can, you yeah. know, like the message in your song, you can get desensitized to it. And you're just like, ah, yeah, another school shooting. Okay. Well, you know, and you don't think anything of it. Well, that's a big deal, though, you know? Yeah. You got to try. I, I guess that's the world we're in. Yeah. Now, talk about uh, when you decided to start your band, because I did read that. I think in an interview you went back, uh, you, know, you approached one of your buddies to start this band, like back in elementary school. Is that true? Illusion? Can you do it here? Oh, there you are. Barely. Like, you're, you're coming in and out now. Yeah, I don't know what's the reception. You know, we're just driving to New Orleans right now. That happens. Um, yeah. I was just saying, me and the bass player, uh, we met as, as like little kids, and um, I, like I literally went over to those knocked in. we lost you. Oh. oh, there you are. It's because it's New Orleans, and they're going like down. <laughs> yeah, they're going a, down. Yeah. <laughs> but you, can you hear us? Yeah. No. Ah. Hey, what's up? Hey, dude. Hey, back. You're back. Well, no, we were like, we were just saying, it's probably because it's like the New Orleans area. You guys are like going down into the abyss of New Orleans. (laughs) That's what I figured. (laughs) (laughs) This is like like my own personal version of of the the canoe trip on Deliverance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. That is so awesome. (laughs) And probably going to be so true. (laughs) No, I I apologize. Uh, I I don't know, man. My... My, my phone service just keeps on dropping. It's all good, man. It's all good. While we still have you here, let's talk about your new single, uh, Reflections. Tell us about that. Oh, dope. Reflect, reflections of a fun tune, man. And it's actually, subject matter is very similar to uh, to Shadow of Love in a way, except it's, yeah. about, it's, about, it's about introspection and, and how like the idea of yourself follows you. And uh, sometimes you're in a spot where you don't know if, 
who you are is, is like a real person or if it's a character you're playing because, you know, when you're alone, you don't think. But when, you, when you're in person, when we're talking now or when you're in public, you know, the, you, you're, you're, it's not that you're performing, but it's a different side of a person. And uh, I find it very interesting, you know, like wondering how much of us is kind of like a programmed routine uh, and, and how, how real that is. So it, it's just a, it's a, it's a song just um, kind of musing with that idea, you know, um, the um, fear of reflection, theater of perfection. I mean, I think I'm, I'm hinting at the idea that maybe the closer you, you can get to, you know, your true honest self, the, the better of a, a fucking a dude you can be. Yeah. But it, it's scary. It's a hard thing to do. We do, especially the older you get, get stuck. In, you're almost, like you were saying, get uh, stuck in a programmed routine and just do the same things every day. So busting out of that mold every now and then is making yourself feel you know, uncomfortable is actually, I feel like, needed to learn more about yourself. I think so. And, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever heard that. Like, let's say you went to the bar with your friends and, and you're drinking and you'll like, you'll tell someone the same story over again or like yeah i, I read i read like, i read in this thing that like we actually are on autopilot like you know like 70 percent of the time it's just kind of like this like we're just going without being even mindful of what's happening because it's, it's what we're used to it's a it's a economic in a way we survive but it's worth it to break out of that and always self-evaluate and say who is this guy and who do i want to be yeah. i try to get lunchbox to do that every single day <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a slave to my routine, man. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, man, as a caveat, I think it's probably unhealthy to do that too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, too. <laughs> I drink my sleepy time tea at 9.30 at night. <laughs> I wake up at 5.30 every day, do my exercises. I can't follow you. This is sounding good. <laughs> Uh, what's, your sleepy, what's your sleepy time tea? Is that Robitussin DM? Oh, that would work a lot better than what I do. Yes. <laughs> and sound a lot cooler, too. <laughs> it's actually like a tea that has a bear that's going night-night in his jammies on the package, and he drinks it every night. He sold me. He looked very well, comfy on the... That's just proof that marketing works. Man. <laughs> that's, that's very sweet. <laughs> Isn't it, though? <laughs> and I'm just like the bear on the uh, on the box, you know. It is uh, his little. He's got a little hat, uh, and he's got a comfy blanket, and you know he's getting the yeah. best sleep of his life, Brady. Oh man! <laughs> can I can I ask you guys what what is with that? I've always wondered. Like, do people actually wear those night hats? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty sure that that stopped in the night. 1820s, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Lunchbox still has one. Come on, man. It, <laughs> it, it, it gets cold at night. It's <laughs> a sleepy <laughs> nightgown. Is that because of evolution? In fact, people, people used to have colder heads. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> well, now that we're getting better reception, i got to slide this question in before we lose you. Uh, I was yeah, reading yeah. in a, uh, I was reading an interview that you did not too long ago. They were hitting you with like uh, some like fun questions. Like, it was like twenty questions or something like that. And they asked oh, you yeah. your uh, your childhood crush. You said Jill from Home Improvement. Is that true? Oh yeah, 
I mean, you know, she seemed like a good woman to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the like thing, the mom thing has carried through, and you know, I'm I'm an adult now. Yeah, still working. <laughs> I feel like in the later season, she got hotter as the uh, as uh, the series went along. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that has something to do with the progression of plastic surgery in Hollywood. Yes, oh, well, that's true. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. She was no, a good looking woman. Not Dude. gonna lie. Yes, she was. I'm telling you. Well, well, I picked Jill because, like, I don't think she gets any credit, you know. Uh, and uh, right? I think of all of them, like Lois from Family Guy and Marge from uh, from uh, The Simpsons. Yeah. Those they're foxes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lois did have that ass. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baby got back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Daniel, it was, it was great talking with you for a bit. I hope uh, Royal Test makes our way through Tulsa soon because I'd love to see you guys live. Oh, honestly, man, we can't wait. We've had a blast playing in the States, and the reception has been wicked. Um, the reception at the show is not on the phone conversation. And uh, <laughs> I, I apologize for that, guys. But oh, it, it's right. been a blast chat with you. Oh, thank you so much for doing this, man. I really do appreciate it. You guys are so cool, so awesome. And please, if you can, make it to Oklahoma sometime in the near future. Will do. Please stay in touch. Will do, for sure. All right, guys. All right, have a good one. You too. Later. Hey, like what you heard, don't forget to write a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And how about I play you a song from Royal Tusk? It's called Aftermath. Enjoy. Be quiet! 
like this, you and I Will you look back on this one day And find the aftermath has changed This is Dog 97.5 KMOD.